This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Shirts in Time. Just before we get into this week's episode, if you're not already, can you please follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Shirts in Time Pod. If you didn't already know, I also upload the Goals in Time section onto YouTube. So head over there and subscribe to the channel at Shirts in Time Podcast. Cheers for listening and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Shirts in Time, episode 28. This week I'm joined by one half of the shirt union. It is Andy. How are we doing, mate? I'm all right, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. I'm Like I've just said to you that in the pre-lobby, I'm a bit warm in this room, but I'll be all right, I think. That's a good job we haven't got really awful polyester tops on. So, uh, <laughs> oh no, wait, damn. <laughs> What year shirt have you got? I can see the is it the ninety five, ninety six United shirt. Yeah, I've gone for um the ninety four, yeah, ninety four, ninety five, ninety six United yeah. shirt. I um wrote a little uh, piece on it today actually, and I was like, yeah, that that's the one for tonight. Yeah, you you're really gonna be sweating, and that's proper nineties nineties <laughs> sweat fest. <laughs> oh, I've gone for two thousand and six or seven AC Milan shirt, which obviously we played. Both United fans, we played uh, AC Milan that season in the Champions League. And actually, that's the reason why I've got the shirt, because of Kaka at Old Trafford. So. Great memories of our defenders crashing into each other as he sort of slalomes past. But what, like that goal, like he, the way he moves, something about the yeah. way he moves, isn't there? Like just the way he glides across the floor. He's such an elegant footballer, isn't he? Oh, yeah. That, generally, that's the whole sole reason I've got the shirt. Obviously, because they beat Liverpool in Athens as well, wearing it. But no, that genuinely the reason that is, that that Kaka goal. What were you writing about that United shirt? So there's another kit scene publication coming soon, and somebody else had written about the... It's it all about 90s shirts this time. Um, I think Tom did the last one when it was all about international shirts. That was ahead of the uh, Euros, I think. And this time it's all about 90s shirts. Someone else had written about the Newton Heath green and gold one. And I was toying over this one or the uh, treble one. And in the end, I, I went for this one when I got them out. I was just like, yeah, that's the... As soon as I laid it out, it just took me back to the way it feels and everything. Just remind, this was my first shirt when I was a kid. Yeah. So it was like, it just just brought everything back as soon as I got it out again and just reminded me of kind of feel and I love this shirt because it's the one with the stadium printed into it yeah I'll chop it in the background yeah yeah and I was just obsessed with telling everyone where so it was my first shirt and I wore it to my first game at Old Trafford as well so I was just obsessed with telling people where I sat basically that's what I can remember most about the shirt because it's like I think it was the the N in Manchester 
so the two shirts that you've obviously picked out of the 94 to 96 shirt or the treble winning shirt so you've kind of put sentimental value against like the trophy laden season of the treble season so yeah i could, I could have easily written about three or four but i just went for this one asked you to like pick out notable games and other things like that and as soon as i started writing about that it just yeah just brought loads of memories flooding back as well because it's like it was the double winners Cantona's yeah. comeback uh, Cantona yeah. he scored loads of winners in in one nils he scored the winner at newcastle and then the winner in the cup final as well like fa cup 96 is like the first sort of game i remember watching as a kid yeah, he scored the winner against uh, Liverpool at Wembley, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, that's featured in the goals in time before. So <laughs> I always enjoy watching that goal back. <laughs> Funny enough, you mentioned that kit scene, actually, that's come up because I submitted a shirt to it as well. I submitted the Nigeria 1996 shirt because oh, I did a little thread yesterday or during the week, whenever it was, about the World Cup uh, 98 shirts. And someone replied because I gave the France the Mexico and the Japan, I think, a 9.5. And someone basically asked me, he's like, what does a shirt have to be to get a 10? I was like, well, there's only one 10 out of 10 shirt for me, and it's that Nigeria 1996 shirt. Oh, everything else can come close, but nothing else is a 10. Yeah, I really like the Netherlands one from that one. The Dennis Bergkamp goal against Argentina seems to like come up every year yeah. on Twitter. Like, I've probably, it's us that's posting it sometimes as well. But that was my first World Cup. So like the, between that, that sort of like late 90s time is real. That's when I was just into everything. And that sort of, um, <laughs> I, when I, I was in year four in 98 and um, my teacher did a sweepstake and I got Netherlands. So I've got a real like soft spot for them. I can't remember what the prizes were. I think I won some like England coins from, they used to give out coins that like, I think they were Marks and Spencer's ones or the ones <laughs> at the garage. Love like the players engraved into the coin. I, I don't know. It's just, Never won anything, but it was cool. <laughs> Finished third, I think. But that Bergkamp goal, you oh, know you're yeah. going to see that. You know you're going to see things like that every every time World Cup comes up. Those iconic moments, you're going to see that kit again and again and again. I used to base a lot of my collection on that. I've moved on from that now, but from like iconic moments, just because there's something about that. The shirt doesn't even have to have the name set or patches or anything. Just looking at the shirt can bring... And that Dennis Bergkamp goal is like a proper moment that you can associate a shirt with, which I used to love doing with my shirts. Yeah, and I'm like, obviously being a massive United fan for me, like I just, I love that aesthetic of that goal. It gets a bit like the Kaka one earlier, such a beautiful goal to watch, like the touches and the, I saw a clip last year, it was like, it happens in seconds. I think he has three touches, like one to control, uh, I think it's De Boer's pass, one to then flick it around there, one to like cut inside the defender as the, def- and the defender's coming in, studs up, thinking he's going to take the ball and he cuts inside. And then the third touch is past the keeper. And it's just, poor, yeah, amazing. He's one of those footballers that you kind of look at and go that, Obviously, a lot of footballers work hard and train ridiculous amounts. But then players like him, obviously Messi, it's just like you were born with something. You've got an unfair advantage here. You were born with something different. You can't teach. You can't train what you've got. It's just ridiculous. I used to love Dennis Bergkamp, even as a United fan like yourself as well. I look back now at that uh, rivalry with Arsenal that we had in the 90s and the especially the 2000s. And I just respect the Arsenal team and Arsenal now as a club so much because of that rivalry. It was huge, wasn't it? 
for yeah. my years on edge, just going head to head. A bit like I think City and Liverpool have been close in the sort of past couple of years, as in that like going head to head, they were going head to head. We just had that period of, of everything, wasn't it? When those yeah. games become so huge, the like build up to them, I remember as well. Um, yeah, like you said, massive respect though. Yeah, the Liverpool and City games, they just didn't seem to have... I don't know if it's because I'm watching it with like a United fan's eyes. I just, I just didn't feel that there's like an edge to them. You felt like United Arsenal, there was, it was just a bubbling cauldron. Obviously with Keane, Vieira, Perez, people like that. You're just waiting for something to... This is gonna be Someone's just going to get kicked and then that's it. It's just going to be chaos for the rest of the match. <laughs> they did, they probably, there's one in there really late on where they're like, Gary Neville just spent the whole game kicking Perez and... Uh, everyone else as well. Yeah, it was awful, but yeah, I know what you like. Miss, yeah, maybe it's missing some of that fire. But I think the intensity, the way those two teams, City and Liverpool, now the way they went each other, but Keane and Vieira, man, you just don't get that anymore, do you? To sound a bit like Roy Keane, everyone's a bit too <laughs> pally, aren't they? Just you know, <laughs> just go into someone in the fit. When he said that thing about, I used to just go into someone to make myself feel better. Oh, I just love that. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what that says about me as a person, but I just, I just love that. Yeah, I'm just going to go in. I'm having a bad game, so I'm just going to go into it and make myself feel better. And, uh, I miss that about football, to be honest. So I think I've actually, I haven't met yourself, but I've met Tom from the other half of the shirt union. I met him at a football shirts for charity football game two years ago. When, remember when we played Leeds on the first game of the season? And yeah, them, yeah. Uh, 5-1. Yeah, that's when I met Tom. Cool. So how do you two know each other? <laughs> Um, so we uh, we actually play for the same Saturday football team since we were kids. He's a couple of years older than me, and I started playing men's football when I was six. I think just before I turned sixteen, even, and he was already playing. I just we just became friends through sort of mutual friends playing, and then that um, we ended up playing in the same team at the club, and just have done ever since. So we're both in our thirties now. Still hanging around, still talking about football. It's actually, I think it was like we used to, <laughs> we used to spend so long talking about boots. It used to be boots. It was like, what oh. boots are you going to get this time, mate? Um, have you seen these boots come out? And then that morphed into we started playing um, five aside, like the last five or six years. And then um, one of the other lads would always like be telling us about kits that come out, and it, they would be on like Eminem direct to be like, oh, there's a river or a bocker really cheap on there let's get these and we we always just used to play red for blues <laughs> and then you can like we pick the teams on the morning and then you just turned up in red or blue and got on with it and it was brilliant yeah and that kind of just morphed into then we just got really really into kits like we kind of i guess we always have been but like really got into it and then just before lockdown hit we'd started dabbling in ebay and other things and started going, oh, this um we don't have to get kits that have just come out a couple of years ago we're gonna go retro now and that is such know. a such a dangerous path to find yourself on, <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> yeah um and then we started shirt union in i think it was may 2020 so we've been doing it for three years now yeah your account like amazed me because there's, you both run it but it's in like perfect unison I couldn't imagine me and someone else running my account do you find it easy obviously because I suppose you are mates and you have been for years is it easy to do 
Yeah, it is actually. I think it's because we're mates and because we'd like, we do talk to each other probably every other day, if not daily about things. And then we know we kind of want to, if one of us um, isn't about the other one steps in, it kind of works like that. And there'd be times when Tom's busy. Tom's got two young children, so he tends to be busier in the evenings and the, week- and the weekends. And then I teach. So apart from that time in lockdown when I was at home, um, <laughs> I'm normally busy in the day. And then, but then I do have the times, obviously, when I get to like holidays and things like that. So we kind of just, we never really talk or worry about like, oh, you've just posted that. So I can't post that. It's more, we just let each other get on with it but I think we kind of do we've got a sort of shared ideal of what we're trying to do and how we're going to go about things so it's not like it's not rules it's sort of like a just a knowing way of dealing with things and how we're going to approach things um and then we try and I think I think we sort of got a shared style when we tweet maybe like kit releases and things like that we try and tweet I, I, yeah, I think we could thought because we are best mates as well we kind of it sounds weird but we talk the same we've got the same language uh, there's but there's never a point like if if tom tweets if tom gets to a kit release first and says he loves it and and then i come to the tweet later and i go oh that's a shocker we don't like message each other and go what the hell have you done it's just yeah. it is what it is and it works quite nicely i think something we did early on was like we try and sign off on certain ones so it is a little bit more yeah i remember when i remember seeing a few Oh, your tweets signing off saying uh, Andy or Tom, yeah. Like with some sort of like, um, <laughs> there's like students working in customer services who've got to like deal with all the crap that the companies are putting them in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so sometimes, yeah, I think it looks a bit cheesy, but actually it's nice that we sign off and then you can sort of direct things back to each other. And uh, we kind of collect similar things as well. And then, but then our collections do sort of, going different directions but yeah it works it works quite well normally like if one of us is busy as I said the other one picks it up and that's quite useful as well so we're kind of both active both on there probably a little bit too much for our uh, <laughs> other halves like in <laughs> there's the, my girlfriend's best line to me um and I have tweeted this out before was that uh, she said uh, oh do you know what I, I'd rather actually you were talking to another girl because at this point you just spend way too much time <laughs> looking at football shirts. Yeah, talking to other blokes and talking about football shirts. <laughs> I was actually going to say, with your post, obviously, unless you sign off, you can't tell who is posting it, which is actually a really good thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's it's nice to know that. So um, yeah, that's good. Especially all these like kit releases, like people kept. I think they go back to like end of May, June, and I was obviously busy at work at that point and people were going oh yeah shirt union's amazing they're keeping on top of all these kit releases and i was like this is just fun at the moment and then there was a little spell when i then got into summer holidays and i was off and i was just on twitter and we follow all the teams and as soon as their kit drops we're just like yeah let's just get this out and try and cover as much as we can one thing we do always try and do and tom always tries to say this as well is that we try and we don't want to simplify what we do we do try and be informative so if a kit is released by a club like we as soon as we see that we're trying to like get onto the website or the um, manufacturer's website go into like the product details find out what the kit's about and like try and learn about some of that inspiration rather than like just tweeting out oh, yeah this is amazing or this is 
rubbish as well. Um, I think sometimes that's it's hard to do that actually to find the like because then you end up going into the marketing PR rubbish and you're. But I always try and think like we're trying to be. It's like we try and tweet what we would want to read still. So I lo- yeah, that's, I that, that, that's the best way to do it, isn't it? Like you want to put out what you want to see yourself. Some people may agree with it, some people may not, but as long as you're putting out stuff that you really love doing and really yeah. love seeing, then that's the main thing. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that. How do you keep up with all the uh, the shirt releases? Because generally that's how I see a new shirt's being released. It'll be your account. <laughs> I don't keep, I don't see the themes. I see your account. I'm like, how are they doing this? We follow all the clubs and all the manufacturers and then, yeah, just trying to, it's that I panic a lot as well. I really struggle with my anxiety, and one of my things is that panic. As soon as the like the club releases, I'm like, can I get on there? Is it on their website yet? Because normally it's like it's all cross reference everywhere. So they do, they'll put the tweet out, but then they'll also put it out as a news story as well. So it's on their website, and sometimes the manufacturers release it. So like the other day, the West Ham third kit, I think it was, it come out. I think it came out Saturday morning. And I saw it on Umbro first. I'm like, okay, it's on Umbro. Umbro tweeted it. <laughs> I better go and check West Ham, see what West Ham are saying. Then you've got to find, you you want to find like good photos, I always think as well. And they're yeah, not all yeah. really defined. So you try and find ones of like, I don't know, close up of the badge or some of the other little details because the promo shots are sometimes then different from their like stock images and all things like that. And you're trying to do this as quick as you can just to get the information out. And then an hour later, some other account will just tweet one picture and just be like flame emojis and they'll get like 300 likes. And you've gone, I've delved into the history of your club and I've got eight likes for this. Maybe for your next one, research all that and just keep it to yourself and then just put like some cool sunglasses emojis or some flames. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I've been doing these friends of rating every rating the seasons of shirts i found that i'm like oh that shirt that picture doesn't really my ocd kind of kicks in i'm like oh that picture doesn't really show that off and i didn't realize how much work and stuff actually goes into doing stuff like that <laughs> it's just like you're just in a constant battle with yourself going oh does that look good do i actually like that or what i want to see that it's just it's a never-ending vicious circle yeah and no, i um i think that's something i've taken from tom tom's quite good at that tom's just like let's um be as formative as we can but just get it out because i i tend to go oh i'm going to edit that photo i'm going to crop it in a bit and actually just sometimes you you just need to get it out there um the kit grids are funny as well so we try and keep track of all of those um and put those out where we show people who's released oh yeah yeah. and we message each other about (laughs) that so i said this year i was like tom that's a lot of work i'll help you this year and he fields um most of the Prem ones in, they were all out. And then um, it was like delving into Championship and League One. And as it went further down the ladder, it was like less or fewer shirts filled in. And then I was <laughs> that. If you think the work goes into a single tweet, the work that goes into a kick grid is basically, it was me on a Friday night, like scouting around every single club shop, just Googling like Middlesbrough club shop. And then you're trying to find again, and you get teams that have like they've done all the promo for the shirt, but they've not actually released it. So then we're trying to hold off because we're trying to be like, 
this is the kick grid of everything that is actually <laughs> out because that's what we're trying to do just go out yeah and yeah. then someone will tweet and go yeah this is out and it's one of those where we know as soon as it's out there someone is and that's fine because people are more informed than we are especially when it comes to their own clubs you're going to get that yeah, but then yeah. you learn things like um i think i like messed up i went on a shop and it was um it was borough actually it was like last year's third kit is going to carry on but they still had it listed as 22 23 so i didn't oh. want to put it on yeah this year. and then someone told me well, that's last year's kit <laughs> i just left it and then i was wrong anyway it's like oh do you know what yeah fine we're, we're trying <laughs> yeah yeah now i found that when i was doing the threads as well like i think it was chelsea and sheffield united they played pre-season games in their home shirt but they hadn't released it i was like wow this is your premier league clubs what on earth is going on so i couldn't imagine what what it's like going down to the lower league yeah it's really funny as well because then the <laughs> you get into the the websites all then follow the same um sort of like structure and everything else and then you get clubs that lots of them just have photos of uh their players in the kits you can't find any of the kit in isolation even on the shop bit and things like that. So it's just like, okay, I'll just, um, I'll take a screen grab of that, cut the head off, <laughs> whack it <laughs> in the table. This might be a very hard question for you, but do you have a favourite shirt that's been released for this season then? Ooh, I really like the United third. I think that's my favourite of the United kits. Yeah, it's really classy. and really. I, I'm a massive fan of the away, but that third shirt is really classy. It's the first time we've had Arsenal have the cannon badge, don't they? We've that's the first time we've had that devil, the devil crest. Yeah, I, I've been tweeting that the last couple of years. I think every time the Arsenal and the Liverpool one as well have come out and gone, United need this. Um, and then I think yeah. we, we tweeted it last year, saying it could have gone on the line kit and um, Kit King Dom come up with the goods and <laughs> did one. And then this year he's gone like. Yeah, Adidas been listening to me. He's like, yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I saw a few tweets that were like, oh, this is part of brands taking away clubs' identities again. And it's, for me, it's the, it's the opposite. They're not taking away the identity. It's like, if you can look at that shirt and see the cannon, like straight away, you know that's Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Surely you don't need anything else. I know there's like tradition and badges and people are like, that means a lot to them. But if you can look at that and, and and know what that team is, another example, you go anywhere in the world and you see the golden M in the red, you, you know you're going to McDonald's. Like those simple logos sometimes, if they're known, they're known. Like why do you need to like justify what you're doing? I think that's like with the United kit. <laughs> I've been drawing that badge. I've been drawing that devil since I was a kid. Like I know what that looked like looks like i know that that's united i know some people want like i think you mentioned it previous probably like like it'd be good if we had football club back on it yeah but if you take all the words away and just have the devil i just think it looks i think it looks really cool yeah especially when the club's nickname is the red devils it's, yeah i don't know how but it isn't recognizable it's very recognizable and the arsenal the gunners liverpool it's the liver bird yeah it, it's just yeah I really like this. I wouldn't probably have it on the home shirt if I'm being honest, but on like a third shirt, I think I think it's perfect. Yeah. The Adidas thirds this year, I think they probably should have been the aways, if I'm being honest. Like I tweeted out the little like collage of the top two Adidas kits the other day and 
they're all this like simple ones and they've all got they're all quite minimal not got a lot of color difference like one or two maybe three colors and it seems they've gone like a bit out there with all their away kits this year yeah so that united one would be for and then the i think the other one i'm really looking forward to is the roma third one that at the moment has just been lots of leaks i don't know if you've seen it's black with the uh, like red and amber and then it's got the lepetto badge as well oh yeah I've just had, yeah, I like that. I really like that. that. That's weird as well because they've gone for the the Lapetta badge on the home shirt, and then they've gone for the traditional badge on the away shirt. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Adidas are just doing what they want this season. Then fair play to them. But yeah, like you said, with the you think they've got the away and fur shirts mixed around. United and Arsenal are probably the perfect examples for that. That Arsenal away shirt. That is, if you looked up the def- definition in the dictionary of a football third shirt is that Arsenal away shirt. It's just crazy. It's actually a yeah. lot nicer than when I first saw it. It's a lot nicer when the players wear it. But it is the definition of a third shirt. The United away shirt probably as well because it's just so bonkers and different from anything ever. And then the the actual third shirt is nice and simple, but it works really well. I actually quite like that. Talking about the Arsenal shirts as well, I quite like that Arsenal shirt because it is so out there. I was like, the shirts that I like to wear are always like things that I wouldn't wear as normal clothes. I think sometimes I'd rather have someone acknowledge me and go, Oh, that's a cool shirt. It's like, yeah, I'm wearing this because of a football shirt. There's absolutely no way in hell that I'd wear a t-shirt <laughs> with, <laughs> with a pattern like this. The only thing I don't like about the shirt, it's got this weird, like they've got loads of little black dots all over it. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like ventilation. Like or something like that. It's like, yeah, yeah. But apart from that, I think like that, they wore it Monday, didn't they? Against Palace. It looked really yeah, Palace, good. Yeah. The lights. I think so, yeah. That was nice. And I'm hesitant to say this, but I will say it because I think we always try to be objective as well. As I quite like the Liverpool. I think it's their away shirt, the white and green one. I love the different greens. And there's really nice on the with the black cuffs and collar. Just think it looks really smart. That's a really good modern interpretation of the old. But like you don't need you almost don't need to know about the old. <laughs> Adidas kit to like you can just appreciate that one for what it is and then you get that added layer of no this is trying to be a reinterpretation of something yeah. and it does make you, you hate that template I hate that template too that big <laughs> curve over this I find it so, it's so restrictive to designs yeah with a lot of that template the pattern will just stop dead at that curve but with the Liverpool one it carries on I didn't like that Liverpool one actually on the leaks but then I think when you see it in person, all the players wearing it, it's a total different shirt, I think, sometimes. That's why I think it's a bit hard when you're trying to judge a shirt or rate a shirt just off a stock photo because you're like, oh, this could look 10 times different on a player. Yeah, and the leaks as well tend to be like somebody will have some intel about the kind of graphic that it's going to have and then somebody will do a design based on that. And it could be really far off and kind of ruins it but those leaks are out there and we 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 tweet them a lot as well so <laughs> you know we're part of that system that's just the way it is now though isn't it we touched i touched upon it last week with jackson because of social media and everything everyone wants to be first everyone wants to be the person to put it out there and i don't i don't mind leaks 
it's just the repercussions of some like the, the amount of fake shirts that get made off the back of fakes now the the fakes are out before the actual shirt is which is just bonkers <laughs> it's just mental yeah one i one i really remember of that is the united um 2021 it was like the, the bus seat one and all the yeah, little yeah. flex in the real shirt went horizontal but all the fake ones are all still probably still surfaced circling around ebay at the moment and all the flex go vertical and it looks really different it looks awful but it feels like it's part i just wish they were it didn't come out quite so early I feel like yeah. you still need time to like just enjoy and appreciate what you've got at that moment. Like I don't want to see the new shirt in February, March oh, no. because it's coming out in a couple of months and somebody's already seen it somewhere in a factory or somebody's already taken a photo of it. Like I, I just want it a little bit like later. I think, you know, it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm really bad at like, I start to make my mind up on things, but then you make, like you said, you make your mind up on a bad unfinished version you have to go through that cycle of like leak to what we've been talking about promo photos promo photos can make anything look amazing that united third shirt one of the things that all of us seem to be talking about was like well is it white or is it off-white off-white is it is it red or is it um is it maroon and it still looks different in different light like people have had um, my dad's got it i've got it tom's got it we've been sending each other photos they all kind of look different but until you get it in your hand you don't know do you what do you think about when teams wear their new shirt for next season on the last game of the season that really bugs me i don't don't know why it just does i remember i do remember teams doing it like in the mid 2000s so like liverpool newcastle it just bugs me because you get they did it this time didn't they so had like was it milner played the last game of the season yeah yeah it It shouldn't annoy me but (laughs) But it does. It's next season's kit. Just save it. It's just all about promotion and shirt sales now, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because even with like United releasing their shirts, they didn't release them all at the same time. They released one and then built up the promo to the next one. But it's just like we've already all seen it. <laughs> Who has out of you and Tom the total ninety collection? That's Tom. Is that Tom? Yeah. What do you uh, do? You like the total ninety template, or are you are you looking at Tom's, co- Tom's collection of them going a bit like oh? <laughs> um, no, the one I've got is uh, apart from the United ones. Is I've got the Van Nistelrooy one there. I really lo- I love the numbers in the circle. And I think on the international yeah. shirts that the front number, I love that. And I think I had some of the boots and trainers as well, um, or maybe Astros with the number on i love the number in the circle and i love the arc on the back for the name set um and on kits like the arsenal one where they've got like the shirt was red but they had the white going across the back so then it made it like two-tone between the name and the number i loved all that stuff like really nice to look at it was really pleasing i just i <laughs> so i love symmetrical things it's really nice to look at um but those shirts don't they just don't feel nice. So that would be like, I understand why, like Tom and Tom's talked about it lots before. There's loads of little nuances in amongst the template of where certain teams have got like the piping goes different and things like that. But I just, apart from, I, I probably would like Brazil one with Ronaldinho on. I would like Portugal one with Ronaldo on. I've got the United ones. 
I've got the hole in one there, but I just I don't like that Nike material. Yeah, it's really it's, strange. It's, I don't know how to describe it. It's like stretchy, but it feels like it's gonna tear at any point though, doesn't it? It's really stretchy, but it feels like it's it's gonna tear. Yeah. It's stretchy and then like paired off with like mesh everywhere. Say that oh. sat here sweating in my nineties box. <laughs> <laughs> I'd sweat in anything though to be honest so it's not really a thing. <laughs> like you say though it does actually really it works really well with international shirts because of that circle with the number in the front I never looked at it like that but now you've mentioned it it works with really most of the international shirts they have I, could, I can't think of many that, obviously the Netherlands Holland Brazil Portugal I can't think of else did South Korea have it? Yeah, South Korea, um, Mexico, USA. And they've got those, um, there's those special shirts as well. Have you seen those in the Perspec? Perspec oh, come, come, in the, come in the boxes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're really nice. But yeah, just um, like that is one, that's one amazing thing from Twitter that we've got is sometimes when you put out there about shirts you are looking for, Sometimes I feel you can, like you're opening yourself up for being targeted by people who think, well, I've got that shirt. I know you want it. So I'm going to add £10 on and make you overpay for it. But then the, <laughs> the flip side for that is that actually the last time Tom tweeted his whole collection picture, he had three or four people who just come out of the blue and say, I've got this one. I don't want it anymore. I know you collect it. And they've, not instead of overcharging him for something he really wanted, probably undercharged him. I think there was one that even gave him a free one, maybe where they were just like, I can see how much this means to you. I do not want this. Like it mean more to you kind of thing. See that. I yeah, think that's, yeah. really, that's a really nice side to the, that sort of community aspect of collecting. Yeah. That could be the really nice bit of the community. I've seen a few posts about where people go, Oh, I'm, I'm collecting into Milan shirts and collecting AC Milan shirts. I'm trying to find this one. Can anyone help me? And sometimes people go, oh, I've got one that I'm willing to sell. Or they'll just send a link to it. And they'll actively go out of their way to look for that person, which I think is a, it's a real nice community feel sometimes, I think. That was how we first spoke, wasn't it? I think I found you the this one the black and orange oh yeah yeah it, yeah oh, I, I regrettably sold that shirt. No, i know you did <laughs> i don't know why that's why it's taken so long to come on your podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's because i went I, I keep going through these phases mate where i'm like like i touched upon before oh yeah iconic moments we'll get that shirt for that iconic moment and then i just have this thing where once i've done something or once i'm go i've done something enough i'm like all right yeah next thing and it's a really bad habit to be fair and i got and then i went through that phase with uh name sets i said i'm gonna just get every name set it up and i got champions league patches with schweinsteiger on the back and then i wore it once i was just like oh i don't really like the name set on this i love i love the name set how it looks aesthetically but when i'm wearing it i just don't like it and then i'm just like and then once i go off something that's it i'm just like yeah but yeah, sorry about that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a nice shirt as well. Now you've mentioned it again. Yeah, no, it's Long... cool, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, it's weird how you go through like phases. I was getting like bits where I go through something for weeks and weeks or maybe months, and then after, and then you just sort of, I don't know, some things just sort of naturally 
And I think all collecting's like that. I've collected lots of things aside from shirts, and sometimes it just, I don't know, for whatever reason, whatever point you're in in your life or any other external factors, you kind of just get to a point where you're like, uh, this isn't doing it for me anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. When I started properly again, I was like, oh, I'm going to get variants. So I'm going to get everything with a Premier League name set and everything with a cup name set. And I soon realised I was like, yeah, this isn't, um, that's not sustainable. <laughs> yeah, then, it's not feasible, yeah. Um, uh, I, I love long sleeves, and so I've tried to get as many of the long sleeves as a camphor. I don't really know why. I think sometimes they look better because there's more of the shirt. Yeah, yeah, I know and what you mean, yeah. like, oh, I've just got that in long sleeve because it's in long sleeve. Mm. But I don't know, something about them because they're that little bit rarer because they start off being huge in price because because there's a little bit more material on the sleeve and then they come in fewer quantity because not as many people buy them. Yeah. So then there's that like aspect of like, I can have something that maybe not everyone else has got, but then I like, because I like name sets. And then in the last sort of 18 months to two years, I think the sort of realisation of, authentics it was like your heat ready your vapor nits and the difference between them and the stadiums and things like that i think that's really like thrown my collection into like what do i want because i can't you cannot get everything oh no yeah definitely not you just can't and then um <laughs> i just you you end up tying yourself in knots i think and then you just like okay all right step back let's have a little reassess reflect on um what i'm actually trying to do with this apart from pastime <laughs> <laughs> No, it's quite refreshing to hear you say that actually, because I probably for the listeners as well, because I've probably quite recently as well, just find yourself like looking at shirts going, oh, I just I just don't have the same feeling that I did for them maybe a few months ago, a few years ago. And then like you say, you take that little step back and reassess and go, Well, what am I trying to collect? Why am I collecting? And then you kind of just go and then you come back at with a new way of thinking and it's just like it's like you've started collecting for the first time ever because you've got a whole new way of looking at shirts and things like that and even with long sleeves i was a big advocate for long sleeves and i'm gonna admit and now i'm just a bit like mm, i'm not really that not that fussed about them especially because i think when it comes some sometimes with the the nighty shirts a lot of the nighty shirts weren't long sleeve unless they were match issue player issue match worn kind yeah. of stuff and and I tried to dip my toe in that market and I just thought, yeah, there's absolutely no chance I'm hanging around here. <laughs> it's just too, it's just not sustainable at all. Yeah. I've never really um, looked in. It's in. I think sometimes you just need to know your limits as well. And it's hard to, something I really struggled with to begin with was like buying loads just because they were cheap. I couldn't stop myself. It was like, well, I'll, I'll buy I don't know, five, six shirts and they're all under 30 quid. This is amazing. But then actually sometimes a bargain isn't it's cheap because it's, it's got defects or other things like yeah. there's things wrong with it. But I think that actually going back in now, I'm probably like looking for, I've picked up a few of the um, authentic ones and I've been able to sell off the other ones as well. So I think that's like, yeah, you're a little bit in denial with that whole oh, I could get rid of them and they've still got monetary value, but they do. So if like, I find that, okay, like if I've got one in and I've already got it, I can go, 
okay, I've got the better version of it now. I can let the other one go. And that sort of subsidizes the probably bigger cost. Do you ever get to the point where you're like, I um and ah for ages, like deliberate over things. And eventually I come to a decision. I'm like, once I've made up my mind that a shirt needs to go, or I've decided on, I'm not going to get that anymore. I can let go of them quite easily, which is weird because I've something I always feel like is like you feel like you could never let go of any, any of them. Cause they were like, Oh, that's cool. But actually sometimes these, it, it, like, I don't think I've got many regrets like things I've let go. It's actually quite funny you mentioned that because before we've come on, I've tweet I tweeted a a thing saying I've just been looking through some of my photos on my phone, and this is a shirt I regret selling. So I do get regret, but I'm also very impulsive. As in, I will look at some, I'll have a shirt, and I'll just go, "Why are you here? <laughs> You're buying." <laughs> That's what happened with that United shirt. I just look generally look for what Warwick wanted the name shirt and thought, "No, this isn't it." It, it, it's not going to stay around bye but no I do I do get regret sometimes the, that tweet was about the Inter Milan 96 97 third shirt I got it for a quite a good price as well and then I just I just had it one day I was like oh this might you know if I sell this on I could I could fund other shirts so I decided to raffle it and then when I was bagging it up I was like oh I don't really want this to go now and then as time has gone on, I've just been like, it's just been a massive regret because I love that. I, I, I don't know if it's a template because not many teams used it. I think that a, a lot of training shirts by Umbro used it in that 90s uh, era. But the more I look at it now, I've even found the shorts for it on eBay and I'm just, they're just in my watch list. So I'm just <laughs> like, oh, this shirt. But every time I find it on eBay or somewhere, it's just like north of 150 quid. I'm like, I just can't justify paying that much for it. Yeah. But, I do get sometimes regret, yeah. Perhaps then that's maybe a because of predominantly collect United stuff. Or that was something that Tom was again really good at when we started. Was like you don't need to do all of this. You don't need to get everything within the next month. There's like United shirts are always going to be there, and it was that like realization that oh yeah, actually <laughs> I've seen that more and more because I do check eBay like relentlessly. And you do, even if shirts don't come up very often, they do come back maybe in like a month or two months, you'll see them again. And I don't think, like, there's none that are sort of rare with United. They've all, you can get no. them if you're prepared to pay, like some of those older ones, like if you're prepared to pay a high price, you can get anything, but they're readily available. Yeah, we're quite lucky with, as United fans with shirts because there's obviously the size of the club, the size of the fan base. There's just, even like with some of the that Adidas late 80s, early 90s one, there just seems to be quite a few of that about and you don't see a lot about for other teams. So we are quite lucky in the sense that there's so many, vast quantity of United shirts available that if you don't get one instantly or you miss one at a decent price, you go, oh, well, it's not that bad because I will be able to possibly get it further down the line do you buy all the united shirts on when they come out instantly then i'd like to say no <laughs> <laughs> i i have done recently just been hit and miss it's trying to judge what's going to go and what's not going to go i think yeah. you don't want to feel like you're going to miss that it's massive fomo but sometimes i've tried to wait for sales and ended up missing out 
and you you can never like judge those like the COVID stuff. Like those few seasons were really hard because there were so many issues with supply and everything else as well. It's like, well, is this shirt rare or is it just not here? And then yeah, yeah. That, um, that knocked into the um, 21, 22 away. There was like the snowflake uh, redo. That one, you couldn't get that in authentic anywhere. So I, somebody tweeted about, um, oh, it's available on this, um, it was a website in Singapore, I think they're called Western. So they like shipped to the Asian countries on Australia. And I was like, I need that shirt in authentic. I have, <laughs> I have to have it. I paid and it, it was fine. It was it was exactly like the other one and my dad had one so i was able to compare it It was exactly like it apart from the details in the neck label look slightly different they were laid out differently so even though it was like made in cambodia had the same product code everything was exactly spot on it was just like it's not quite right and if i can't i always think like if i can't i'm going to struggle to sell that because somebody else might not believe that that's real even though i've presented them enough evidence to say it is real yeah um yeah and then you know a few months later they all appeared they were i think they were stuck in america or something like that someone said and then they're on adidas website now for 50 quid and they're still there in all sizes <laughs> <laughs> yeah speaking of them covid seasons a united shirt i don't see a lot of is the zebra shirt i don't see yeah. a lot of that at all really that's probably because i bought i bought everyone Oh, you've got loads of you. <laughs> yeah. The weird thing with them is that that never dropped in price. So on the like websites and stuff, you know, like like last year's um the third kit last year dropped the authentic dropped down to like twenty seven. Yeah, I, I got it from the from I think I think uh, you or Tom tweeted out on the shirt, you know, I got it via you, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, but the the zebra never never went on sale. But they are starting to, now we're a couple of years later, you find that people are, I don't know, there are people out there that only keep them for like a year or two and then get rid. That's, I feel like those ones are starting to dip into eBay every now and again. You sort of pick one up for like 30, 40 quid. Oh, um, oh well, I'll keep an eye out because I actually really like that shirt. It's a, another Marmite shirt from Adidas and United, that. I, lo- I love it. I think that something that shirt had though is... It was worn lots. Mm, yeah. Um, like I um, was thinking earlier, I think we won almost, there's a couple of losses in there, but it was worn uh, Milan away when Pogba scored. Yeah. It was worn uh, Roma away in the semi-final of the Europa. I think we lost that game, but Cavani scored some really nice goals. And then all the Premier League, it was worn at, like Villa, Burnley, West Ham, PSG as well. P- PSG, yeah. That's what I was thinking, um, we did lose to that. Was it uh, Istanbul? I'll be sure that one. So yeah, it does, but that actually got some outings. So I, I think that's what last season lacked. That was what I was trying to say every time the discussion around that shirt come up was like I couldn't get beyond the like Brentford. So it was worn oh, four yeah. times. <laughs> I just felt it needed the like it needed three or four more European away. But we're not doing very well away, are we? Like, well, we're not doing very well at all. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, that shirt's quite lucky. It had that uh, Garnacho moment against yes. uh, Real Sociedad. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people have got that name set on the back, but I've gone off name sets completely now because of a certain ex United player. So, yeah, well, I fell foul of that one. 
myself, but I did make the decision quite early on to, to just get rid. I think I spoke to a few other people about it as well. It was like to go through the hassle of trying to get the name set off or, and I had a big discussion with that as well. It was like, oh, what are we going to do? What are we doing to the value of the shirt? And in the end, it was just like, that it doesn't, like, that's completely irrelevant to the whole situation in general. Mm. It doesn't matter. And in the end, we were like, okay, like, we're going to take a hit on this, but the grand scheme of things, that really didn't matter. And they're all gone. So, but you still see some of them still on eBay now, like, fully priced. And you're like, oh. I hope there's no bids on them whatsoever. <laughs> Is eBay where you pick up a lot of your shirts and or do you like to shop around yes ebay i think is yeah i go on there i'm on there all the time i've got save searches which is quite dangerous i think i just i browse all the time and then i add stuff to my watch list and a couple of hours later i'll be like what are you doing you idiot you don't need this and i clear it all off my watch list oh and then i'll flip-flop back and go oh but that was kind of cool and then you go into you recently viewed and add it all back it's like oh if it's in my watch list it's not doing anyone I just like I. That's that's all the the all that stuff is all the stuff I need to cut. Like it's, it's the whole thing around the buy-in. But yeah, predominantly eBay. I th- I think it if you watch it, or I probably watch it too much. But I think if you watch it enough, you kind of get a real good idea of what a shirt should be priced at. Yeah, yeah. To go for, and then you know in your head how much you're kind of gonna going to have to pay whether that's suitable for you whether you need to wait and things like that but i think the danger is something always does pop up so i think every now and again you do have to give yourself a little bit of a break from it all. <laughs> yeah it's quite cool and interesting how you teach yourself the prices of stuff by looking at ebay and twitter and instagram and people's websites you kind of get a a base value of what stuff should go for but there's no actual no one has a massive manual of Oh, the Man United 2007 eight shirt is at this price. Everyone kind of judges it within a 10, 15 pound mark, I'd say. And obviously yeah. then, you, then you have your big companies who price stuff higher, but that's because they're a massive business and have uh, VAT employees and stuff to pay for. So, Yeah, and that, that's been spoken about a lot, hasn't it? Like, like danger of if you judge your pricing off of that, like you're not that you don't have to pay overheads when you're living in your mum's third bedroom do you (laughs) (laughs) but yes like we we sometimes get that where people go and we're happy to look at shirts for anyone and we often we always say like our dms are always open if anybody wants to ask us anything but pricing is something's value so it's hard because it does have it did have a value at a retail price somewhere some point at a, probably at a purchase price, but like value and depending on what you need from it. Like if you bought it for £40, do you want to sell it for £40? Are you trying to make, is it, have you bought it for £40 and really it's worth 60 So you're going to try and sell it for 60 or you're going to try and pass on the deal to someone else? There's so many things like that. Or, or are you just, are you in your point in your life where you're like, you need money urgently and you need a lot of it. You've got bills to pay for and other things. So actually you're a little bit desperate for money. So then you might price things up or you might go too low. And, but it's such a minefield, I think, pricing and shirts. We try and avoid it if somebody, like we're happy to help. We'll say, oh, we think it's in this region of price. 
yeah this condition i think that as well i'm i'm all i'm at the point where i've got everything united back to like 92 and my um if i haven't got it i know my dad definitely has it so my dad collects as well and i don't know if you've ever seen my tweets of my old bedroom at his house he he's converted that into basically a stock room so <laughs> he's got rail Andy, you're 17 now. Come on, time to go, mate. Time to go. <laughs> yeah, so if I haven't got it, he's got it, he's got it and he's got like 10 of it. I think I do have a good knowledge of like what every shirt is and what it should. I like, you just know all the pitfalls of every shirt as well. I could probably go every single shirt and go, like the one behind you, the treble one, you go straight away, I'm looking at the zip. Yeah, the, the zip's gone on that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just, yeah, like I say, it's just class how it's all. There's no manual. Everyone, it is self-taught for everyone. And some people get it wrong, some people get it right. But it's all about, like you say, when people message you, it's all about helping and trying to guide people instead of crucifying them. Because if you crucify them, that's just going to put them off potentially selling or trying to buy future shirts. It might just put them off altogether. Yeah, I think that's something I, ha- like, um, when we first started, I'd just reply straight away and, tried to take it on board actually like how would I feel if somebody tweeted back to me in public was actually like nine times out of ten you just send someone a private DM and go oh do you know what mate that shirt you're selling is but then it's like I think that's okay if you've spotted something I spotted one the other day somebody tried to share a shirt and it was fake and I just went oh it's fake because of this this and this and afterwards I felt bad because I was (laughs) I probably shouldn't have done that. I should have just like been more courteous and gone. Cause like, you don't want to embarrass anyone. Yeah. But you're trying to help something we've taken on board as well is that we, I think Tom and I are both like this. We want and we want to know everything, but we're always open to learning as well. So we get like, and you don't know until you've had it, if that makes sense. So the other mm. shirt behind you, the, it's like the 96 to 98 shirt. They're like yeah. Cantona and Beckham one. There's two versions of that. So there's one for the first season and one for the second season. And I had them both at one point because I just two popped up and the one I bought second was in better condition than one I had first. Yeah. And I laid them down on the floor and there was like one was pink on the inside and one was like white and one had the labels in a different place. That one's pink on the inside. So I can't remember that? which year. I can't remember which year is which, but it was like they just had slightly different manufacturing things over the two seasons, and their treble shirts as well. I'm sure that Umbro changed their like labels, so you get that a lot with those shirts that are right for two years. It might be like, yeah, two I've versions. Of it. So the mind. thing is, if you only have one, and you take that as gospel, and then you start sharing that and going, this is the shirt, this is what this should look like. That's fine because that's all you know, but then you have to be open to going, oh, actually, that's, there is this as well. And I think there's, there's loads of little things like that. And I love all stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I get a few people DMing me, and I'm ha- more than happy to help with the knowledge that I think I have. But then sometimes you are a bit out of your depth where it's a bit like, and then I will happily pass them on to someone who I have spoken to about a certain type of shirt or like before I put a tweet out about, I bought a Guadalajara shirt off eBay and it was a different manufacturer from the one that I've seen online and stuff. So I was like, oh, why is this? And then someone DM me or saying, oh, why didn't you message this account? They 
they're an expert or they're very good with their Mexican team shirts. So sometimes it is best to pass it on to someone who is more knowledgeable because people are experts in everything, I find. Like, so say you're, you're, you and Tom might be really good with United shirts and someone DMs you about a Chelsea shirt, there'll be a Chelsea shirt account that you can think of that you'll happily pass the person on to. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really, it like any walk of life is really important to go. We love learning. We love taking on information, but it's really important to go. Actually, I don't know. It's okay to mm. do that as well. Like, yeah, I'm knowledgeable about certain things, but he's really pigeonholed as well. So you have to go, yeah, I, I don't know, but it's nice as well to point people in the right direction go Ola I'm going to send you to this person because they know more than me and that's all right actually you don't have to know everything I think that might curtain tell us nicely to see if you are an expert in minutes Manchester United goals are scored in (laughs) (laughs) this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. <laughs> I always love it when a United fan comes on because it's just an excuse to watch loads of iconic, famous United goals. How do you think you're going to get on? I think it's year dependent. There's, I don't know, there'll be a sweet spot where I could probably visualise every single goal. What's that sweet spot? What years? I wouldn't be able to tell you time, like minutes. I don't, years would probably be 97, 98 through to maybe 2009, 2010, because that was probably between the age of like 10 and 20. and there's a weird point where I like, don't remember United goals as much and it's probably because I just wasn't watching them. Or I don't think we had Sky, so we didn't watch the Champions League games and things like that. There's about two or three goals that are in your sweet spot, so I'm expecting perfect scores oh. on them. Did I say sweet spot? I did not mean that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll jump in with your first goal, Andy, and... It's not a sweet spot, but it is a very, very recent goal. 26th of February, 2023, United 2, Newcastle 0 in the Carabao Cup final. And this is Casemiro's goal to make it 1-0. Shaw's delivery was really trendy. It's more than that. Casemiro has pounced for Manchester United. First half. Definitely against the run of play, wasn't it, as well? Um, oh, yeah. They say that in the commentary, literally. I've cut, I've nicely, <laughs> I've nicely cut that bit out. <laughs> to Rashford, well, his deflected goal was in the first half. So, oh, oh. I don't think to, to, oh. I'm between sort of 15 and 30. Um, say 26. It was the 33rd minute. Rashford actually, Rashford's goal was in the 38th. So that them two goals being close together makes throws it off a bit, I think. I knew Rashford's as sort of before half time it felt like the killer blade, didn't it? Well deserved 2-0 victory, I think. <laughs> Your second goal, Andy, in this I remember exactly where I was when this went in. In the youth club at my uh, secondary school. Twenty eighth of April two thousand and eight. 
Manchester United 1, Barcelona 0. And this is, of course, is Paul Scholes' goal to send United to Moscow. Right, but not past Sam Bonner. Given straight to Paul Scholes! What about that? What about that? I can't stress enough how much I love Clive Tilsley and his voice. What a goal. Uh, it's unbelievable. He said he mishit that as well. Yeah, I was going to say that. He said he sort of like cuts across it, but oh, first half, definitely. And we were hanging on for a long time, weren't we? Um, no, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you remember Messi dancing around skulls? Is that that end as well? It's in the second half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Henri missed a chance. Or Never mind. Um, I want to say it was in the first 10, first 10 minutes. And then we, that was a long time. That feels too long. Eighth? Fourteenth. Okay, we're in a, we're in a no, rough part. Yeah. yeah, you're working well with the law of averages here. I see what <laughs> you're doing. I see what you're doing. <laughs> Mathematical approach. <laughs> Third goal, and this is like every Premier League season. Like when you associate goals with the Premier League, this is not even the United bias. This is definitely one. 17th of August, 1996. In that shirt, funnily enough. Wimbledon, nil. United, three. And this, of course, is David Beckham's goal to make the scoreline three, nil. And Beckham saw Sullivan off his line. Oh! That is absolutely phenomenal. I've got, <laughs> I've got a plastic. I think they were. I can't remember what the brand is. Vivid Imaginations or something. A figure of Beckham with his hands aloft like that. Sure, <laughs> posters of that everywhere as well. Second half, and I can't remember if it was really early on or really late on, which is not good if I'm going for law of average. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this, if I get this wrong, this could put me well down the table as well. So. Um, no I've got a weird feeling it was early. So I'm going to go 48. It was really late. Balls. <laughs> 87th. I didn't realise it was that late. That's probably why it happened though, wasn't it? Nearly yeah, end. Yeah, the, the Wimbledon keeper trying to be a typical 2022, 20, yeah. 23 keeper off his line, you know, bossing, that, bossing his half for any sweeper keeper rules. He's not, that, he's not like Onana levels of off his line though, is he? <laughs> Oh no, no! It doesn't even like go to any of the corners. It's kind of just straight over him, and he's a bit. Do you remember Rooney's goal against West Ham at yeah. Upton Park? Yeah, it's not even like it's just the goalkeeper's <laughs> not in the center of the goal. <laughs> but obviously, not taking anything away from the goals. But speaking of Wayne Rooney, this seems like I've planned that now. But I haven't. <laughs> fourth goal, twelfth of February, two thousand and twelve, United two. City won. And this, I don't know actually, because Rooney scored many iconic goals, but is this his most iconic one? This is, of course, his Rooney's overhead kick to make it 2-1 against City. Rooney! Oh, wonderful! What a goal! And what a time! And what a... <sighs> it is absolutely ridiculous, that goal. Yeah. It... 
that was they were really on the up, weren't they? And that was like the last kind of season where they were looked at as a bit of like but like not serious still like oh yeah you just got you're buying all these random players and then the season after is when they really like oh oh dear <laughs> we're in trouble yeah. now that game there when he sc- that was like putting them in their place and then um i went up the year after to the 6-1 stayed right to the end <laughs> oh, um second half what was it what was it which way were we were we attacking maybe they put us the wrong way because it's not stratford end is it no, it's not. No, because he celebrates it no, for the second yeah. I'm sure second half. Uh, 76. Oh, 78th. Nice. Nice. That's actually been mentioned in goals in time before about the end that a certain team will... Because United obviously always normally go towards the East stand in the first half. Yeah. And I've said to someone before, don't always look at the way they're, kicking, <laughs> the, the way they're going because it might be the way. And that's the first time that's come up for United. Well played. I like that. I like that. Last goal, Andy. 10th of April, 2007. United 7, Roma 1. They were our bogey team for that. I was there. Oh, wow. Well, well, I, have, I, what, I shouldn't have said that because I'm going to fuck this up now. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's it now. You've set a benchmark. Four marks, please. Yeah, they were our bogey team for about four or five years, Roma. Yeah. Never enjoyed playing them, especially away. Oh. But yeah, this is United 7, Roma 1, Michael Carrick's goal, his first goal to make it 1-0. Carrick taking any stride, and Manchester United hit the front. And obviously, because you were there, Andy, I expect the minute and the exact second as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're sat on the... um sat in the safe stand on the I think we're about on the 18 yard box for that first half that was the Roma fans were up to our right so they were so you know when they're in the east stand but then they sort of spill round into uh, yeah, no, yeah. Sorry, from the like quadrant bit into the east stand there was loads of them yeah, there. yeah. loads there real like that atmosphere beforehand because I think in the reverse leg there'd been like trouble in the crowd yeah like, with the, the Italian police. Italian police and stuff yeah yeah and then it was real, like intense. I re- just remember that even eighteen being like, "Oh, like this is this feels like weird tonight." So intense. <laughs> um, oh man, skirting rounds. I think it was early because it was like, "Oh, we're going to do this." <laughs> oh, I'm sure we were four new up at half time. Oh man, five. It wasn't that early. It was the 11th. It was early, but not five minutes early. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird, that game, because we were only 1-0 down from the first leg, or 2-1 down or something, only a goal deficit. Yeah, but just felt like we had to, like... The atmosphere was electric, and United were... Yeah. Alan Smith coming back into the team that night. Yeah, that's when he scored, he scored didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Best goal of the night was uh, De Rossi's little... <laughs> his little <laughs> Consolation. Consolation. Yeah. No, I say best. Like both Carrick strikes were pretty good. Yeah. But no, yeah, it being one nil down or one goal down from the first leg, it just felt it was such a weird game. I suppose because of maybe the away goals and like I said, Roma were our bogey team, but it just felt like a desperation situation from the first minute, which is odd. Yeah, but we like absolutely 
blew them away. That 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 season as well, I really enjoyed that. See that 06, 07, that kit's nice. Do you want to know your final score, Andy? Sorry, I was just to- totally in it up there because I'm rubbish at that. That's okay, I probably <laughs> messed up with that Beckham uh, halfway line, didn't I? So, yeah, go on then. You have come in joint 18th with 60 points. 18 out of... <laughs> 27 or 28. So not bad. Yeah. It's just that, Beck- like you say, that Beckham one through... Like I say, when I even... Sometimes I try have a little go myself when I'm getting the goals. I wouldn't have... Uh, guest 87 at all but no that's us done mate thank you very much for coming on cool thank you for having me been a pleasure talking about shirts if the lovely listeners don't know where to find yourself or tom on the internet where can they find you um so we are at the shirt union on twitter and um i believe the same on instagram as well we're trying to get our instagram going as well at the moment but predominantly on twitter I'll just double check that for you on Instagram. I'm like that when it comes to when it comes to like saying something about something. I'm like, is that my actual name? Yeah, you are the shirt union. I'll keep that in. We are the shirt union. Thank you. You are the shirt union. <laughs> that should be your bio. We are the shirt union. We are the shirt union until Tom kicks me out because I forgot our handle. <laughs> if you did as well, I would have definitely kept that. I would have, that would have been the clip, and I would have just sent it to Tom. <laughs> uh, no, thank you for coming on, mate. It's been absolutely class. Yeah, cheers. Thank you for having me. Really enjoyed it. Sports Social Podcast Network.